Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. so much for tuning back into another segment here on GEMS Podcast. The special guest is Iris Miranda, and here is a bit about Iris. Iris Miranda is the host of Firefly by Iris Janet, a podcast that is mission is to inspire women all around the world who want to migrate or immigrate to the United States. She is also the founder of We Support Group, an online marketing solution for business. She is an Amazon bestseller author, motivational speaker, and has a master's in business administration and a doctorate in law from Concord Law School. In her personal life, she is a mother of eight and have lived in many countries. Now she is dedicating her writing and message to motivate and help women on their journey to find a fulfillment life when making the transition to migrate to a new country or city. And today we're going to learn about all aspects of being an immigrant woman. So without further ado, please welcome Iris Miranda to GEMS Podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure, Idis, and I had the pleasure of being on your show not that long ago, so now it's an honor to switch roles and interview you. So before we um, dive into our subject for the episode, I definitely want to connect with you on a personal level so the audience gets to know you a little bit better, and I do that one to two ways. One, we could do an icebreaker. Or two, we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Ah, let's do the rapid. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. that sounds fun. <laughs> Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Iris and Genesis. Question number one If you could go anywhere in the world, money was no option. And here's the kicker they're not flying back to your home base for this time. Where are you heading? Japan. Question number two, if you could hop in a time machine, go back and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Don't worry about anything. Question number three, favorite color? Green. Question four, favorite food? Rice and beans. (laughs) Question number five. Where are you from originally? Arecibo, Puerto Rico. Nice. Habla español? Sí. Sí. Yo hablo español más o menos poquito. Yo quiero estudiar mucho. Qué bien. Lo haces muy bien. Gracias. Six. As a mother, what is one piece of advice you would give to new mothers? That is difficult because there's so many advices. Um, But I will say you cannot live your children's life. They have their own journey in this life. 
and you're only here to love them, guide them as much as you can, and be um, emotional support. That is some really good advice because how many times have we seen it where parents try to assume the life of their children and that creates tension? Yes, or make them do what they wanted, the career that they want, not yeah. the career that the children want. So yeah, oh, that's, a, that's an intense subject. <laughs> Question number seven, are you a coffee, tea, or smoothie drinker? Or coffee. Maybe- Yes. Coffee right away. (laughs) (laughs) Question eight. If you could be a fly on the wall and listen in on any conversation, past or present, whose conversation are you listening into? Oprah. Question nine. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who are you partaking a meal with? Wayne Dyer. Why Wayne Dyer? Um, I cannot, I would like to know how he managed to be so calm, so relaxed, um, and walk with no hurry to anything. Even when he was sick, he was just inspiring others. I, I hear very little about his illness until he died. Because that was not his subject. His subject was about walking in peace, motivating, sharing uh, his message. Yeah, definitely. Wayne Dyer. And question number 10. This is the pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question. So here we go. Do you want to pass or play? Play. Okie dokie. So if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Um, Can you repeat that question again? If you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be and why? Uh, My first childbirth. Because that was the moment where I actually really understood what love was about. Um, I have a very different idea about love until I had that baby in my hands. Uh, the way that I love her, it was with such an incredible power and magnitude that I I can do, I, I could have done any, I mean, there was nothing in that moment that, that was more important than her. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that's like a priceless moment. No one can pay you to have that moment because that experience is unique, especially whenever you have multiple children, because every childbirth is different. Definitely. Yes. So thank you for playing a rapid fire with Genesis. We're segued. (laughs) That was fun. I always love the the games because you get some amazing answers and everyone is different. So now we're going to jump into being an immigrant woman and the complexities of it, as well as your passion and drive for helping other women who are immigrants or women who want to migrate. So what made you focus on this as your passion? 
Um, first, let me share a little bit of me, who I am, so, so um, the story makes sense. Um, I moved to Puerto Rico, when, I mean, from Puerto Rico when I was 16 years old. My mother was the one that made that decision, so it was not my choice. I wanted to stay in Puerto Rico with my friends. It was just my, I was going to my senior year, so imagine. It was a very difficult situation for me. I hated to be, we moved to New Jersey, Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, I didn't like the town. I didn't like the school. Um, it was completely different for me. Thanks goodness that at that moment, the educational system have the program that it was a bilingual program. So children that do not speak English, they were able to be in a bilingual class where they, it was translated in Spanish and English. That program do not exist anymore. But at that moment, I was um, hating the decision that my mother made to move us to United States. Um, but then with time, I understood uh, that she was doing it for the best of all, all of us. We were living in Puerto Rico in a very uh, difficult town. It was, um, was kind of like a project, but in Puerto Rico, um, there was a lot of drug activity and a lot of crime, and she wanted to get us out of there. Um, so... Once I get to um, New Jersey at 16, I get, ma get married, excuse me, at 18. And at 18, I have my first child. So there I moved from uh, New Jersey to New York, and we moved to Freeport, Long Island. We were in Long Island, New York for, I think it was 10 years. Uh, from there, um, I moved to Colombia because my ex-husband was Colombian. And even though that, that country was Spanish speaker country for them to understand me and for me to understand them was difficult the way that they speak was different the food that they eat was different then I come back to United States get divorced married a military guy and moved to Spain of course, there's many things that happen, a lot of different uh, situations. I get divorced and marry someone else. And, but to make the story short, I ended with a military guy, moved to Spain, from Spain moved to Japan, from Japan moved back to United States. And that's where I realized how difficult and how much um, adjustment you have to do when you move from one place where is your comfort zone to another one. A lot of people assume that immigration have to do with your legality, how legal you are in the country. If you have a green card, if you don't have a green card, if you're legal or illegal, or if you're a tourist or not, but it have very little to do with that. It do not have to do with the legality of you being in that country. Yes, that aspect will make it more complicated or easier for you. But it don't have to do with that. It has to do with the fact that you now are moving from your comfort zone and going to another one. Yeah, You don't know the language, you don't know the food, you don't know the people, you don't know your corner. Uh, you miss your family sometimes. You know, I miss my family when I went to uh, Spain. And again, like I said, even though that those two countries, Colombia and Spain, they speak Spanish, they speak very different Spanish than what I do. So it's basically when you move, but let's say uh, you move from another country that they speak English, like um, my daughter, one of my daughters live in um, England and they speak different English. 
and she's ha she have to adjust to their culture. So this is why I decide to uh, choose to embrace immigrant women because it's it's a different game world, definitely. And I could definitely resonate with where where you're coming from. Not that I'm an immigrant woman, but my parents are foreigners. My dad was from Curaçao, so right off the tip of Venezuela. And my mom is from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the West Indies, so close to Trinidad and Tobago, Barbados, Jamaica, all those islands there. And just hearing the stories of some of my family who migrated to the U.S. and some of the complexities that they had to go through is different. And then whenever you talked on the um, Spanish, the Spanish part, yes, even though they speak Spanish, the dialect is different. Like the Spanish that my dad spoke in Curaçao was totally different than the Spanish that some of our Mexican friends speak or the Colombians, the Argentinas and different stuff. But there is some where you could kind of inter intertwine it just to get that understanding. But sometimes the words that they say may be different than the words that you're used to saying in Spanish. And if you don't know the difference, it could either, you know, offend someone or you could say something out of context. Yes. And that's very important. And then the culture too, like, um, for example, my, um, husband's stepmom she's from Guadalajara Mexico so like you know sometimes Mexicans like they're very like controlling whenever it comes to their boys that's their baby boy and they sometimes they could overstep those boundaries so that's a cultural difference and a cultural norm if you're marrying inside of that culture or like the Caribbean culture like sometimes if there are conversations where an adult is talking to you and you may not agree with what that adult is saying, they want you to say yes, because it's, it's, um, it's offensive. Yes, disrespectful for you to go against what that um, adult is saying, even though we're both adults and we have diverse thoughts and opinions, I think you should be able to voice it, but it, you have to understand like what region you're in, how does that culture behave? What are the norms and different stuff? Even food, the smallest thing with foods, like I have some Asian friends and if you don't eat the food, they think it as offensive, even though you may be full and you may have yes. ate before you go there. So it's different things that we have to be mindful of whenever you migrate to a different country or you're an immigrant or you have people that are um, a part of your world and, and culture, but they're from a different background. And I think without understanding that, then um, there's always going to be a gap in the bridge. Yes, yes, definitely. So what are some of the challenges that you had to overcome whenever you were migrating to um, those different cult cultures and countries? I think the, the, the most difficult, uh, I'm going to say challenge or the, the biggest challenge um, was the communication. Communicating um, is the key for any relationship, whether you're going to go and find a job, whether you're going to find another boyfriend or a husband, or you're going to just um, communicate with, you know, with people in general. Communication, um, I give you a good example. When I was in Japan, I was, my job have to, I have to travel all around Japan. It was very difficult to find in the internet something in English. Even if Google, um, Google could translate some of those pages. So for me to go and get a train to go to X or Y city, I needed to find some Japanese that can help me out to find a train. And it was difficult. 
it was very difficult um, to actually perform my job, to get on time, to do the things that I needed to do. So I think communication was one of the biggest challenge. And um, in my book, I, I just published a book. It's in Spanish, not in English yet. But in my book, which is called Floreciendo en Otras Tierras Sin Perder Tu Acento, which means uh, flourish, flourishing in another land without losing your accent. Um, what I'm, what, when I say about your accent, it's not really the way that you speak. It's just so you don't lose who you are. And most of the time when we wanted to learn another language, we want to imitate that um, local person. We want to have the same accent and we criticize ourselves so much. And that judgment, that self-judgment, it, it prevents us from trying, for going and speak out, to make friends, to get a social life, to find a job. Um, we cut ourselves short and think that we cannot get that job that we want or that we deserve because we don't speak like in let's say now in the United States I don't speak English like an American I don't have the accent like an American so let me not go and apply for this job I think communication was one of the biggest challenge for me to overcome I um, I needed to find my voice I needed to find the way how I can express who I was because inside of me, I knew that I have a lot of talents and I have a lot of abilities and I have a lot to offer to the community, to the new community that I was joining, but I did not dare to because I was afraid they're not going to understand me. They're going to laugh at me. And one of the things that I find that is very interesting is that actually the people that were Puerto Rican were the one that laugh at me, <laughs> not the Americans. They were the one that hear me and, and start laughing and start saying, uh, what are you talking about? But um, Americans actually like the accent. So you see, that was something that it was created in my mind, thinking that, oh, they're not going to accept me. But it's actually the opposite. People did accept my accent. They like the, the way that I speak. Even when sometimes I don't find the word, they, they appreciate that I am trying and that I'm making an effort. And so I think that was one of the biggest challenge, communication. And then the beauty of that challenge was you recognized what the challenge was and you grew from that challenge. And now you are really allowing your voice to be heard and you're helping other women um, ignite their voice so they're not voiceless, but they're embracing the power behind their voice, which is incredible because each one of us has our own voice and it's unique to us. No one else is going to sound the same like we are. And that's why I really love the mission that you're on with your podcast, Firefly, and we're going to jump into that. And then just the passion behind just helping other people, because nowadays, sometimes women can be very catty, and they don't want to stand in solidarity with other women, because they're trying to be in competition with them. And I say, stop trying to be in competition, but start collaborating, because that is the new way to create synergies. Because if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with somebody. And we are like better. That. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I truly believe, Idis, that we are better when we come together, when we could have conversations like this and we could be vulnerable and transparent and just off the record and just unscripted. I think that is what's driving the needle forward. So let's talk about your journey starting um, Firefly. And I do see the Firefly. And now as I'm hearing more about who you are and your story, I was like, she is a Firefly and Fireflies (laughs) always illuminate in the darkness. Yes, yes, thank you. And actually, yes, I actually picked that name because fireflies can give you light, but they they don't lose energy. And um, that's what it's about. I agree with you. Um, We women actually in the entrepreneur um, world, we collaborate a lot. Uh, I see that a lot since I... um, Build, uh, we support and, and did the podcast and start writing. I just find wonderful women like you that are willing to collaborate, that are willing to help you grow and and share with you what they know. And if they don't know, they maybe help you, you know, with a network. Hey, here is uh, someone that can help you. It's unbelievable. And that's how we um, shine more. We shine more because now you, your light is not coming from the back is coming from front of you. So you're sharing that light with everyone. Um, and the podcast is mostly a message that inspire women. You, we share everything. Do you remember when you were in the show? We share everything that you can. Uh, we share ideas. We get ideas. We talk about uh, how to motivate, how to make money, how to raise your kids, everything, every subject that in the um, that it have to do with us and how to find our greatest potential. Yes, and it, and as you are bringing those contents to the forefront, you're really um, giving people that confidence. You're giving them a platform where they can share their stories and their ex- experiences. You're lighting up the world because every time you share a story with you and a guest, You never know who that story is going to go on and touch. And when it touches that person, that person is going to be inspired. They're going to be motivated. They're going to create an impact. And that person is going to impact many others. So then you start to see the ripple effect, the domino effect. But what we have to start doing is encouraging, engaging, empowering, inspiring, and motivating and just start talking. And when we start talking, you see the sound waves and the sound waves begin to carry on. And that's a part of legacy, but that's also a part of embracing who we are and remaining true to ourselves. Because when we talk, we really create those vibrations. Yes, yes, I agree. That's beautiful. I like that. Thank you. That's beautiful. Another question I want to ask is before we wind down, Idis, is what's another thing that lights you up? Something that just you think about it or you've done it and it just makes you just warm and fuzzy and you just have that go-getter, bulldog, firecracker tenacity. (laughs) Well, there is a lot of things, but I have to say my kids. Uh, Being a mother, um, it's been a challenge. I'm not going to say that it was always easy, nice, and and, and dandy. Um, I have five kids and then get divorced. Then I remarried again, have one daughter, and then I remarried again and have two kids. So it, it was, uh, um, you know, 
different families, three different families. Um, I am blessed with my eight wonderful kids. And I say kids, but they're already all grown up people. My youngest is 21. He's going to be 21 in September. He's excited about that. He's going to be an adult. He's super happy for that. Um, but I think that being a mother is what really motivated me to do a lot of things in life, especially to be a better person. Um, because you, in my case, I don't expect my kids to be uh, millionaires or be uh, the most popular doctor or an attorney. I want them to be happy. I want them to be good people, people that can bring something to society. And in order for me to provide that for them, I have to be that person. Um, it's kind of like when uh, I remember um, one of the mentors that I follow, somebody asked him, what, what should I do to find uh, a girlfriend, a good partner? And they said, well, make a list of that of the things, the qualities that, that, that you want from that person. And once you finish that list, become that. I think that's the same thing for when, when you want something from the, the type of children that you want to have. You want to be that example. You cannot teach children not to lie, but then they see you lying when someone is at the door and just say, mommy's not here. I think that, you know, that, that's the way that, that we can help them to, to be uh, better. And it's just that they see that every day you're trying to be better, that, you, that you're learning, that you're growing. I went to law school when I was uh, 45, I think. I was 45 years old. Um, actually, no, I was 46. Um, so I never stopped learning. I never stopped trying to get to be better every day because every day there's always room for improvement. Not that I was a terrible person 10 years ago and now I, I'm better. No, it's this, there's always room for improvement and there's always something new to learn. So I think that being a mother is what really motivates me every day to get up, to work out, to be healthy. Um, I don't work out that much. Let me just make that clear. I probably work out for 10 minutes a day. I do 10 minutes yoga and that's, it. that's about it. But that action, you know, the, the dedication, the commitment, um, that's what I want them to see on me. And so I, I think, that, yeah, that's, that's what, what motivates me. Absolutely. So it's just that leading by example and really show, showing the actions to align with the words. And I think that's a great motivation because if you know your motivation, you know your why, it's going to help you um, hold yourself accountable and remain consistent. Now let's jump into the call to action, Itis. What do you want the audience to do once they hear this segment? Yes, well... Number one, to believe in themselves. Believe that there's um, an incredible power called God, universe, source, however you want to call it, that is here with you, helping you to get anything and everywhere you want. You just have to believe. Believe in you. Believe in that great power that always accompany you. You're not alone here. And second, that if you need motivation, if you need, um, if you have a problem, if you have a question, look for the answer. The answers are around you, are in your podcast. They are in my podcast. They are in a book. They are in YouTube. There can be 
somewhere out there, but go and look for it. Don't stay sitting looking for the answer to that problem or to that question or, um, or what you want. You need to do the action. You need to believe, but you need to do the action to make things happen. So find the answer. Um, Firefly by Iris Janet is a great podcast. Like Your Gems is a great podcast. And there's many other women out there that are motivating. Right now, we have a great uh, movement of people that are willing to inspire, to motivate you, uh, to share their knowledge. And and I don't, um, I apologize. That was a, an alarm that you're not supposed to be hearing. <laughs> um, there, this type of programs are not here to tell you what to do. They're here to, um, to help you find the answer that maybe you're looking for. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. And Idas, our last question, how can our audience connect with you? Plug your website and where you primarily hang out on social media. Well, they can find us, they can find me. And I say us because we are a great team of working together and making all these things happen. But um, they can find me in Instagram under firefly underscore IJ. Also, they can go to the webpage www.fireflybyirisjanet.com. And there they're going to find all kinds of resources. If they want to um, have a podcast and they don't know how to do it, there's free resources over there that they can find how to do a podcast. If they want to write, there are also programs that they, and I don't gain anything with that. They're not my, uh, <laughs> like I don't, I'm not selling anything. I just share what I have used that it have worked for me. There's also great books that I, that I, they have inspired me and that have guided me that have made me the person that I am today. So if they go to the fireflybyirisjohnny.com, they will find great things over there. And also they can find me on uh, Facebook under uh, Firefly by Iris. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Iris Miranda, and she is Iris Janet with, um, with Firefly. So all of her contact information will be in the show notes. So make sure you scroll on down, read, and tap in with her. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis to support the phenomenal guests that I bring on, as well as the mission to educate, inspire, and motivate while we weave in and intersect the dots for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And you could also see this content over on YouTube for all things video by typing in at gems with Genesis of ours camp. And for the audio portion, we're on 40 plus platforms until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of gems podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like comment, share and subscribe to gems podcast on your audio platform as well as our youtube channel gems with genesis mars kemp we would love for you to be a sponsor so please reach out via email at gems g-e-m-s with w-i-t-h genesis g-e-n-e-s-i-s amaris a-m-a-r-i-s kemp K-E-M-P
at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast. <laughs>